0: Welcome to a recording of a short Bible-based talk from Hope Church, Worcester. If you're in the area and you'd like to visit us, we would love to see you. We meet in our building called the Granary, which is located in the centre of Worcester. Thanks if you prayed for me uh, while I was in Uganda uh, with Gordon. We had a great time celebrating Emmanuel's 30th year of Ministry starting in what looked like a very ramshackle cow shed uh, that you'd be hesitant to put a cow in because it looked like it was going to fall down. Uh, 30 years ago, we 15 people. Uh, now they have about 180 churches and schools and hospitals. Still no money, but they've got all these things. And uh, it was just great celebrating. I'll put some pictures up on uh, Facebook for those that are on uh, Facebook. So we did that for one week. And the next week, uh, Gordon and I were with their their we would call it an apostolic team they call it their ministry elders and uh, a group of younger people although younger is this very stretchy concept in uh, Uganda it seems it goes up to early 40s I think but younger leaders uh, and we were talking about kind of Moses and Joshua and uh, uh, raising up people to so that the work can keep continue to expand and develop so um, thank you if you pray for us we had a great time but while I was there a, a verse really came alive to me uh, afresh and it's from 2 Timothy 2 chapter 1. I want, I want to just look at that theme again this morning. It's about the grace of God which is really fundamental to what, what we're trying to be as a church, something God spoke to us many years ago and, and our family of churches and uh, so I just want to look at it thematically this morning. I hope that will be a, a blessing. So Paul's writing to Timothy, Paul, Paul's near the end of his life. Timothy's his son in the faith, and Timothy's now going to, in turn, instruct the next generation who will instruct the next generation. And he says, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And it's just that phrase, really be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And uh, I've, just, I've just been pondering it. I spoke out there to a group of leaders. What, what does it mean to be strong? In grace and I, I can remember as a young Christian thinking that, that as I got older I would be able to leap problems in a single bound you know like Superman or something and 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 I would get, you know I'd feel strong well I'm I'm kind of still waiting because you know, the reality is we don't have strength in ourselves do we we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might we're strong and Paul here says be strong in grace in other words God wants us to live our lives in dependence upon him it's kind of dangerous when you feel strong, isn't it? That's when I usually trip up, when I feel I can do it in my own strength and I can get through. That's usually when God allows me to fall flat, flat on my face so so that I realise, actually, I, I can't do this Christian life without you, Lord. I, I need your grace. I need your help. I can't do it. So what does it mean to be strong in grace? So, At a basic level, verses two, uh, Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, Paul says, it's by grace you've been saved. There was a time when you weren't saved, you were, you were lost, you were outside of Christ, you had no, no hope for eternity. You didn't know God, you were strangers, he says. Uh, in fact, in terms of spiritual life, he says you're dead, but, but by grace, you've been saved. You, you put faith in Jesus, but, but it was by, by God's grace that you got saved. And he said, actually, when you go on a bit, even your faith, you think, well, where did that come from? Well, thank you, God even that really is a gift from God. So that rules out all boasting, doesn't it? We know better than anybody walking past the streets below us. It's entirely his mercy, his, his undeserved kindness, that's what grace is. Can't earn it, don't deserve it, it's the goodness of God to us. It's by grace that we got Rescue. So so that rules out all kind of boasting, all religious pride that we're better than anyone else. We contributed. How much did we contribute to our salvation? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. It came gratis, grace, free for nothing. We paid nothing. It's all the goodness of God, his undeserved goodness. Actually, the good thing about that is it also takes the pressure off our witnessing, doesn't it? It's by his grace that anyone got saved. We can give out Christmas invites. We can speak to a waitress in the pub. We can can say, oh, this is what happened to me. We might feel really underqualified. We don't know the right arguments. We're not sure where the verses are. Doesn't matter. We can just say, well, this thing I know, I was like this, and this has done that to me. Jesus loves me. It's made a big difference in my life. I felt unloved, now I feel loved. I I was unwell, then I got healed. I used to be frightened, now I'm trusting God and I know he's with me. Whatever your testimony is, you can just speak because it's the grace of God that saves people. You, you know, I can't, I, can't, I can't heal a broken fingernail. I can't save a sausage. It's God's grace. So, so let's be free, let's be relaxed. Let's just witness the best we can. Share our, some of our story, get to know people, find their stories, because it's by the grace of God. So a church that's strong in grace looks to God yeah. for ourselves and for others. Where are you, where are you moving, Lord? Where, where are you working? We don't always know. So let's, let's sow the seed and trust God's grace. Amen? Yeah. Good. We're saved by grace. I think it's a great reminder. Second thing is this. Can, can we please enjoy God's grace? I was brought up in a church, it sounds better if you do it in a Welsh accent, where they believed in the doctrines of grace, and they would talk about the doctrines of grace, and and they had all the kind of rights, or they thought they had all, only God knows, but they thought they had all the right doctrines, but guess what, they were miserable absolutely miserable, and, and uh, I learned loads from them, I honour them, I thank God for my background, but they, they, oh man, it was hard going, <laughs> because having got saved by this wonderful grace, there was only a load of things you had to do, and, and it was kind of hard, hard work. Yes. But, but look at Hebrews 4 verse 16, and uh, you'll read there that he says that we've got, we can come boldly, we can come with confidence, into a throne room of grace. Yes. See, grace isn't just some kind of doctrine. It's not some historic thing. The way we got into the Christian faith was by grace. Oh, that's good. Whew. Now how do, well, now what do we do? Well, we've got to really work hard now. No, it's all by grace. We can enjoy the grace of God. He says, come with confidence. Don't know how we came this morning. We've got all going through different lives, different situations, but we can come to the throne of grace to worship and adore him, because yep. we're qualified. Yes. You might have fallen out with your husband or wife, you might have tripped over the cat and swore, I don't know what happened to you this morning. Or, I don't know, but but you can yes. still come in and worship God because it's a throne, not of deserved deserts. I don't mean puddings, I mean what you deserve. It's not a throne of deserts. it's a throne of grace. Yes. We come to him freely as his children, beloved of him. Sometimes we might come in like the prodigal, all smelling of pig poo and, and a bit ashamed of what we've done, but we can still come and find the Father rushing towards us because it's a throne of yeah. grace. We can come in and worship, adore and adore him. He says we can come in with confidence when we need help, and often we need help, don't we? Yeah. Or we can come in, he said, for mercy. When you, when you think, I can't come much longer, God, have, have mercy. I've been, I don't know if you've been in times like that, when you think all you can think is, God help, have <laughs> you ever had times like that, when you run out of words, you don't know what to say, just say, oh God have mercy, That's, you can come with confidence and enjoy God's grace. And then, then we not only enjoy God's grace, I'll say a bit more about that in a minute, but we, we need to stand firm in grace. Turn, turn with me if you've got a Bible to Romans chapter 5, I think it's the first couple of verses. He says, uh, Since we have been justified through faith, justified means declared legally not guilty. Cool, that's a good one for someone. We've been declared legally not guilty. We now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the bit, through whom we've gained access into this faith in which we now stand. Praise God. We now stand in an arena of grace. So having been saved by grace, we mustn't then try to earn God's favour by rules. because you can, we'll never be good enough to earn God's favour. It's all grace. So we have to stand firm. I was watching the, um, the rugby yesterday, the rugby, I'm more of a rugby union guy, but it was rugby league, but I was watching it. And you think, some, some of the, if some of those guys had run at me, I, I, I would have just kind of, I'd have hit the deck. You know, just, just after you, you just go through, that's fine. But, but they kind of take their stand and, and they take these huge impacts. But you've got to stand firm on grace. I said, just stand here. Some of us are, are in grace and we're, we're enjoying God. But then, then someone comes along and we get, we get knocked off because we haven't got a firm stand. But we need to just stand firm in grace. Do you, do you see what I mean? We'll, we'll never be good off. That's why he says, be, be strong in grace. He's talking to someone who's walked with the Lord for many years. He's talking to someone who's in Christian leadership, but he's still saying, look, make sure that you, you keep that territory. Don't be nudged off into legalism. Yeah. Don't be nudged off into thinking that if you got up even earlier, God might, you might twist God's arm above, uh, above your back. Now, if God tells you to get up earlier, fine. But, but don't be nudged into Legalism, even good things can become legalistic. Right. I once signed up for a thing about, I think it was about praying. And you sign this, this thing to pray for the nation, which is a great thing. But I found after a while there was kind of this pressure to pray for this and pray for that and pray for the other. And in the end I thought, I, I'm, I've been knotted up by this. <laughs> I'm feeling really bad because it's a bit like reading the Bible in a year, which is a great thing to do as long as you don't feel guilty when it's June that you're still on March. you know do you see what i mean it's a great it's a great read the scripture because it tells you about god and god's wonderful yeah read the scripture if you read one verse and get blessed that's fine if you read two chapters and you're still scratching your head read a different book in the bible but don't be don't be legalistic about it stand firm in grace yeah does that make sense? It's very easy to be kind of nudged off of that ground by... because there are, there are kind of things that come along that are grace robbers. Right. They rob you of the enjoyment of God's grace. One is condemnation. I don't know if there's anyone here who ever feels condemned. That, that steals away our enjoyment of what God has done freely in our lives. 1, one John 1 verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Some of us need—I've got—I've got some pills. I have to take one a day. Some of us need to take one John one verse nine three times a day. Write it. Write it on your mirror. You know, write it on the inside of your wrist. But put it. Put it wherever. Shove it up above your, on the cupboard door or the fridge door. There's, how about Romans eight verse one? There is now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, and Satan, Satan comes along and says, "Well, what? Gordon, what sort of Christian are you? You're wearing that shirt. <laughs> ah, that's an African shirt. We got given those. That was, a, that was we felt deeply honoured. But you know, he comes along other things, doesn't he? Oh, oh, when that person blocked your way on the road, I heard that. I heard that word that came out of your mouth. You know, that, that's the kind of thing Satan does." I found it really helpful to know, when, when God convicts, he, he's specific. Don't, don't speak to your wife like that. Why are you, why are you so mean with your money? Stop, stop speak, you know, come on, deal with that issue with your family and your children. That, he's very specific because God changes us bit by bit to be more like Jesus, very specific. Satan, however, he just wants you to feel blooming miserable just says, oh, you don't don't pray enough, you don't this, you don't that, you're not that, or compare yourself with all those others. Do you see what I mean? That's a general, vague sense of condemnation. That's that's not of God. So we need to stand firm in grace, go back and say, Jesus, thank you that you love me because you love me. Thank you that you died for me, it's all free, I receive forgiveness, I'm your child, Take away these rotten feelings. I renounce them in Jesus. Whatever. Get some prayer if you need some prayer. Look up some Bible verses. Condemnation is a terrible thing. Legalism—that's another one. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legalism is a terrible. Legalism is when you make rules for yourself, or even worse for me, for others. Yep. That it, you know, the only way to please God is to do this or that. That's, it's it's awful. I, I once got told off because I went to a Bible study with the wrong colour Bible. <laughs> you think, oh, don't judge a book by its colour. but but you know, that's that's just weird. Or and and you know and it, and if you drink or you don't drink or you celebrate that day or don't celebrate that day, but we don't judge each other by those things. do do what you believe, let's be free, legalism is a bad thing, righteousness and godly behaviour is a great thing. So I'm not saying live how you want, that's not what the grace of God means, it doesn't mean sin your head off because God will be more gracious. Paul says God forbid that we should behave like that, but legalism is when you impose what you do as a family on another family. Exactly. No, no, be, be free. I used to, you know, before I traveled abroad, I thought, you know, it must be the biblical thing to put your children in bed before seven. You know, <laughs> that's, that's just a kind of certain kind of British family. Yeah. You, go, you go to India or Africa, there are all, all times of the night. You think, how do, how do these, how do the parents survive? And how do the kids wake up and go to school? But, but they do then, that's not right and wrong. It's this culture versus that culture. Do you see what I mean? I I once um, chatted to a bloke who got saved in a working class family. His dad wasn't a Christian, but he said, son, when you drink, always drink in your pub, in the pub, because that's where your mates are. They look after you. Then he got saved in a middle-class Baptist church, and they said, whatever you do, don't go to the pub. Because you'll get into bad company down there. Drink at home, have a sherry. I know. But see, that, that wasn't right and wrong, that's, that's, that's middle class and working class, do you see what I mean, and making, making lots of rules, what the Bible says is don't get drunk, do you see what I mean, so let God convict you, if you're drinking too much, stop it, because the Bible says don't drink too much. Leads to all sorts of difficulties. So, so if you're drinking too much, seriously, stop it, get someone to prayer, own up to someone. The Bible says confess your sins to one another, not to the priest, to one another. Confess your sins to one another and then you can say, look, how was it this week? How was it that week? But don't come under legalism, that someone does this, that someone does that. No, 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 it's an enemy of grace. Uh, striving. You know, there's a verse in Acts, Acts 15 verse 11, that says, We believe it's through the grace of Jesus that we are saved just as they are. That's a, that's a great verse. This verse is difficult, different to me, but by the grace of God they're saved and I am. I'm saved. So we don't need to strive because God makes us acceptable in Christ. Amen. So I don't know where we are, really, in this sermon now. But anyway, be... be, mo- be mo- I'm, I'm having fun. Be motivated by grace. Be motivated by grace. Uh, Titus 2 says, The grace of God has appeared and teaches us to say no to ungodliness. See, some people... There is something that some um, people are calling... Um, oh, what are they calling it? Uh, something grace... I've oh, forgotten now, but it's it basically a teaching that says because of God's grace, you can behave how you want. You don't have to repent of anything. You, I, don't, it's, I don't. I don't know where it comes from. Somewhere in America, maybe. Hyper-grace. I don't. Hyper grace. Thanks, Bill. Glad you're here. Uh, Hyper grace. It's kind of that. You know, that's just wrong. <laughs> that's yeah. not what the Bible says. Right. The Bible says the grace that came to save us and saves us, even though we trip up and make mistakes, also is available to make us holy. The grace of God has appeared, and it's teaching us to say no. That's right. And as you go, I don't know how it is with you, as you go on in your Christian life, he teaches you about one thing, you think, oh, I've got that now, and then he, he points out some other area <laughs> where, you, where you've got to say no to sin, and yes to righteousness. God's grace, his enabling is around so that we can say no. Do you ever think, oh, I can't help it, that's a lie. I, I know it feels like that. Oh, I couldn't help it. Actually, you can help it because God's enabling grace is there so that you can say no. That's right. So let's talk to one another. Let's say, look, I'm really struggling with this. When that happens, I do this. And let's, but let's say, but God, by your grace, you can help me through this issue. So God's grace motivates us, teaches us to say no to ungodliness. God's grace means we can work hard in what we've got grace for. (laughs) Timothy says it, uh, no, Paul says it, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, he says, uh, he's comparing himself to the other apostles, and he says, I worked harder than them all, but, not really me, but the grace of God that's with me. When when you've got, when when God has given you the grace to teach, look after children, welcome people on the door, do, do whatever it is you do, using your gifts, in the secular arena or, or to serve the church. When you're doing what God's given you grace to do, it's, you can work hard. It's not, that, it's not that everything's effortless, that would be untrue. But you can work hard because God's given you the grace to yeah. do it. So Paul says, hey, find out what God's given you grace for, what he's called you to, and work hard in it, en- yeah. enjoy it. God's grace motivates us to work if you work I don't know if you're working at something that you're not actually graced to do, it's really exhausting. Oh. It's, really, it's really tiring. You know, d- during this building project, I've had at various points had to do um, uh, uh, things for alcohol licenses, building site safety, and, and you realize quite quickly, oh, I'm exhausted. Why is that? And the really simple reason is because I'm no good at it. That's why, because I'm working in what I haven't got grace. Now we've got through it now, praise the Lord. But, but don't work for too long in what you haven't got grace to do, because it's absolutely exhausting. It drains you. But when you find things that you've got grace to do, it's energizing. Yeah. You get tired, but it's energizing. Oh, yeah. Work hard in what God's given you, grace to do because we've all got different gifts, haven't we? Romans 12, or six, he's given us different gifts according to the grace given us. Gifts of encouragement, gifts of hospitality, gifts to help and serve others, gifts of compassion, all sorts of gifts, not just the kind of publicy ones, but all sorts of different gifts. We've all been given gifts of the spirit. Let's work in what God has graced us to do. Well, I must be almost out of time. Well, I'm not, not too bad. Here's, or maybe I'm just speaking faster. Uh, Romans chapter 5. Uh, Romans 5 verse 17. Uh, 17b really. Uh, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Christ Jesus? What, what he's saying here is, is you... you you can get through life victorious through all the difficulties and triumph as you receive, yes, the gift of righteousness from Jesus by grace, but also as we receive grace. We're, we're always going to be recipients. Always. I love to just keep myself in a place where I need God. You know, if everything in your life is kind of doable, it's a bit boring for a start, yeah. but, but, but we trip up. No, let's always place ourselves in a position where we say, God, I just need you. I need more of your undeserved strengthening, more of your help, more of your, the anointing of your spirit, whatever, however you want to express it. And he says there's an abundant supply. Yeah. An abundant supply. I, I've told the story before, I'm sure. Uh, do you remember the story of the, Indi- the Indian showers? Have I told you that story? Oh, I went to India, to Bangalore, to speak at a conference and they're really proud they've got a, hot, a new facility and you know you know what it's like with this building you're, you're kind of chuffed, you're pleased with it. So, so they got this new conference facility and the church met there as well and it was, a, it was a good idea because the conference facility pays the bills for the church and all that kind of stuff. So we stayed there and um, they're really proud and particularly proud next to the bedroom the showers and we've got warm water. Which I wasn't too bothered about because it was so hot in India anyway. But they were really—they wanted you to have a warm shower. So, so okay, thank you very much. Sleep well. See you in the morning. In the morning, put on the shower, cold water. Didn't didn't bother me. It's fine. Water is water. You can clean yourself with it. So um, so Hannah went down to breakfast. The problem was then. They're, then they're saying, uh, how how did you sleep? Oh, not too bad. Dogs woke me up in the morning. Muslim chap up his tower. Half past five. Not so good, but 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 fine. Thank you. And how was your shower? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, you know what I think, are like. So it, it was fine. Yeah, uh, and then, but they say, and the warm water. Like, oh, rats. So he <laughs> so said, well, I, I, actually, it was cold. Oh. Oh, it's cold, there's a problem. So they get in a couple of a caretaker and someone else and, and they go up and, and it's cold. So I said, we'll get the plumbers in. There's four or five guys so up, up on the roof. No, it's all fine. It's, there's a massive, on the roof, there's a massive, great container. Hundreds of gallons of warm water because they've got these solar panels up there. So, so I'm sure it'll be all right tomorrow. Maybe you should run it for longer. So fair. Okay, really, I'm not worried about the hot... Whole... No, 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 we want you to have a warm shower. So, next morning you get up. I, I run it, five minutes, nothing. Ten minutes, freezing cold. Um, and so, so, I have a shower. You go, and you, I'm now dreading breakfast. Nah. So, I know... Because I, I want to be English and nice. And, and you know you're going to be... So, so, how do you sleep? Fine, thank you. Oh, I'm looking forward to today. But no, 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 you can't get away. There's the shower. How was the shower? And then you find yourself apologising because their showers haven't got hot water. So so, so I'm I'm really sorry, that's another English thing, apologising for things that have nothing to do with you. Uh, I'm really sorry, but but no, there there wasn't hot water. So then then there's kind of 10 or 15 people, there's ladders up to the roof, there's all sorts of things. And to cut... uh, This went on for about four days. I was nearly ready to come home. But to cut a long story... Hello? To cut a long story short, What they discovered in the end is that on one side of the building, where I wasn't, the hot water was connected to the hot water tap. But on my side of the building, the hot water was connected to the cold water tap. Which which is a very long and funny story, but the whole point is, there's an abundant supply. There's nothing, God is full of grace. (laughs) He's full of mercy, he's full of undeserved strengthening to help us through whatever battles we're going through to equip us, to empower us. Our problem is not God and his supply, our problem is, are we positioning ourselves to be recipients? That's right. Then we come regularly before him and say, God, I need your strength just to bring up my children. I need your strength just to carry on living with my wife or husband. I, I, need, I need your strength to be able to... I need your strength... There's a big amen over here. Uh, 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 I, need your, I need your grace to witness to my neighbours because I find that I'm really nervous. I, I, need, I need your help. I've got, I know I've got these gifts, but I get, I get nervous. I need your grace and help so that I can contribute what I've got to contribute. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? We need to put ourselves in a position of receiving. He says those who receive from God's abundant supply of grace can reign in life, can overcome and keep coming. Paul, Paul learned a similar thing, didn't he? Do you remember he went through really difficult times with his thorn in the flesh? We don't really know what it was, which is, which is good, really, because you can put in whatever yours is, <laughs> you know? Your, your tiredness, your physical problem, your emotional difficulty, you can put in that, and God spoke to him. That's the key thing, God spoke to him and, and said, that, listen, my grace is sufficient. My grace, it's enough. My grace is sufficient for you. Maybe he's whispering that to some of us this morning. Yeah. I think, oh, life's tough. Yeah, but his grace is enough. Amen. Right. Let's pray, shall we? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Well, we want to just position ourselves as those who need your grace. We thank you that. You saved us entirely by grace. It wasn't us, it was you. We thank you so much that, though we deserved nothing, you made us your children, forgave us our sins, washed away our shame. We thank you so much. Lord, forgive us for the times when we try to live our Christian lives by our own strength. We pray that we would stand firm in grace, not be defeated by feelings of condemnation, thoughts of condemnation. Thank you that when we confess our sins, you not only forgive us, you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And we place ourselves as recipients today. I pray for those who are struggling to say no to ungodliness, that they would receive the word that that your grace is there to teach us how to do it. I pray that you give us grace to know, what you've given us grace for, and to work hard at it, to use our gifts. Thank you that we can share the good news freely, knowing that the pressure is off us. We praise you. We ask you, Holy Spirit, come, come now. I pray for any who are feeling weak, tired, confused. Pray, Father, that we receive fresh grace yeah. from you. Thank you. You've said your, your undeserved kindness, your resources are more than sufficient for us. So we pray that we would live our lives enjoying your grace. We pray as a church that we would always be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Amen. 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 We hope you enjoyed the talk. Further information about Hope Church can be found at www.hope-church.org.uk.